All right, let's everybody join in the chorus. Everybody sing. Put your hands in the air, people. One more chorus. Here we go. Take a breath. What a great time at the fellowship last night. Of course, the score didn't make any difference. It's, it's, it's the people that count. Spending time with those that, uh, that you love. Fun, fun times at Bush Stadium. Oh, that song was a long-distance dedication to Jerry Bryan and Drew Phillips and Ella Banks. All right, let's segue from my sarcasm to the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is a hey. And it is pronounced just like it sounds. If you see a hey, it is H as in hey. Hey looks like um, a, a house with just a little bit of space between the roof and the wall. Uh, for the air to go in and out. Uh, hay conveys God's creative power or his uh, divine breath. Do you remember uh, we talked about a few weeks ago the sacred name for, of God in the Hebrew Bible? Nobody really knows how it was pronounced uh, throughout the, the centuries. Uh, the pronunciation has been lost. Uh, the best guess for me, reading it from right to left is Yahavahe, but it's translated into the more familiar Yahweh, Y-H-W-H. Now, the hey, uh, there are two instances of this word in this sacred name for God. Again, as we turn to Psalm 119, the psalmist is trying to convey from A to Z everything there is to say about God's laws and statutes. Now, when we speak of God's laws and statutes, don't you have in mind, unfortunately, there's a party going on and everybody's enjoying themselves, whining and dining and enjoying life and dancing and fun. And then all of a sudden there is someone that stands up and says, are you obeying God's statutes and laws? Well, we have to change our mindset when it comes to these 
to the ideas of God's statutes and law, for they are put in place to use New Testament language to give us an abundant life, a right way of living. Again, these, this is wisdom literature. As you grow up, my son, take the path of righteousness. Don't take the path of unrighteousness because it can lead to pain and destruction. Have you heard the name Philip Melanchthon? Melanchthon uh, was partners with Martin Luther, and, and he Melanchthon taught Greek in Wittenberg, just a uh, incredible scholar. And Melanchthon wrote the best sentence concerning why we need bottom line to keep these statutes and laws that they read. Uh, that, that we read. His, his words are kind of blunt. Of course, it's translated into English from German, but here's what he said. Melanchthon said, why do the powerful hate written law? Well, the first reason is that they don't want to be restrained by the chains of the law. They don't want their impulses restrained by the authority of certain law, but seek tyrannical license both for doing and deciding whatever they want. It is the constant struggle between the old self and the new self. Even the Apostle Paul says, I do the very thing I hate, the very thing that I don't understand. And this concept is echoed beautifully in this hay section. So when I read verses 33 through 40, what I want you to do is hear the vibrations of the struggle between the old versus the new. Instead of reading it all at once, I'm going to take it just a, a verse at a time and make some comments until we get to the end. Again, the hay section Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40. Verse 33. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I may follow it to the end. 34. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with my whole heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find, and my translation says delight or joy or abundance. So it starts off in verses 33 through 35 in a very positive way, requesting to the Lord to teach me your decrees that I may follow it. In verse 36, the psalmist says, Turn my heart to your statutes. And now we begin words of the struggle. The next phrase says, And not toward selfish gain. In other words, Turn my heart, God, toward your teachings because I am tempted to walk toward my own self 
interest. Verse 37, turn my eyes. He started with the heart, and now verse 37, the eyes. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. What an interesting phrase in my translation that says worthless things. One of the aspects you can look in in forming your life in the image of Christ, following the precepts of God's laws and his teachings, developing the fruit of the spirit is that it gives you a life of abundance, not worthless, not a, a waste of time. Preserve my life according to your word. And then verse 38, fulfill your promise to your servants so that you may be feared. Take, verse 38, take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. Mm. The psalmist is saying, it echoes the words of the New Testament, is that we operate as followers of Jesus out of the old self or the new self. It is a constant battle between the old and the new and following God's laws. We increase the volume of the good news and the bad news is decreased. In other words, the old will never be completely put away this side of heaven. There is always going to be the battle between the old and the new, but following God's precepts, we increase this volume that we can hear it better over the old. Verse 40 says, how I long for your precepts in your righteousness, preserve my life. Now the new Testament chapter that mirrors this idea of the struggle between the old and the new is found in Romans 8, 1. When Paul says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. And by this new spirit, by Jesus coming into our life, this newness will be preserved. Romans 8.11 says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who also raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit that lives within you. And then Paul concludes... In verse 14, 
For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, or to use the words of the psalmist, in disgrace. Rather, the Spirit that you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And this famous chapter in Romans 8 I want to read verses 31 through 37 in light of the struggle between the old and the new that we find in this hey psalm. Romans 8, 31 through 37. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, not anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So thanks be to God for the one who is there during our struggle between the old and the new. And so if you're going through a difficult period, knowing that the chapter you are going through, you are, you are not alone. You have resources through fellowship, through God's statutes and the word. And you grab onto that with the hope, even in a time of disgrace, that nothing will separate you from the love of God. Well, blessings, everyone. Thank you for joining. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Bye bye.